Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining me today on the show is Alexander Danilenko. Alexander is the managing director and co-founder of Budmo. Budmo is an online marketplace for spare parts for all types of cars. Welcome to our show Alexander. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's our pleasure to have you on the show Alexander. Thanks for giving us your time. I'm very sure that okay this will be a lot of benefit for our listeners. So Alexander this is the first time I've seen that there is a, a portal which is available for the spare parts of cars in India and it was very interesting for me. Can you just walk us through to our listeners benefit and our benefit as to what made you choose this uh, this as your uh, profession and a small brief of your career path? Thank you for the question. So first of all Budmo is a marketplace of spare parts and other products for passenger cars. Uh what are the benefits? I I see them of course a lot. What is most important, we are transparent. We provide all the information required to choose uh identify first of all, find out what you need exactly and choose uh the proper solution uh, for your needs, for the needs of your car. So but the question right why why did you choose this one and how I appeared here uh this is not in coincidence of course uh this business of spare parts uh, selling online uh, is quite popular in uh ex USSR countries like Ukraine Russia and uh, we have a huge competition there and uh, being inside of this industry even 10 years back online already we with my partner visited uh, india and find out that this niche absolutely like free right right yeah. that's a unique offer to the market so about myself yes. <laughs> I, i i was born in ukraine in ex ussr they said it was still that big country and um uh my education i got as well in kiev where i grew up is the capital of our country uh, it, my first job was a uh, aviation engineer okay uh yeah for several years like four years in total and then i decided to, to move on to like different side of uh, uh business i would i i had the dream to run the business not to be like a bolt in the big machine okay. and then yeah i i i learned a lot in uh, my first uh spare parts uh, company uh, i grew from like product manager then uh, actually i have uh, a second education degree of uh, uh, economics so i switched to finance Excellent. Uh, then I, i i got yeah then i decided that it's not enough for me i want to drill uh, deeper to understanding how business works how to uh, measure everything 
and I uh, became a chartered accountant. Excellent. Yeah, so then I switched companies. I initiated a new company completely on my own as a private entrepreneur. Then I joined my hands with other partners to do another businesses where I ventured to the online sales of spare parts. And eventually, um, after visiting India with open mind, we decided to start a business here. Excellent. Very well said. So it's a big cycle is what we just understood in your career path. And then finally, you landed up in the spare parts in India. So that that's nice to hear that. Okay. And we have seen that uh, uh, Bodmo is uh, recognized as one of the great places to work. And I've also seen that some posts of employee engagement activities and workshops that you conduct within your organization. So is this something that you always followed since the beginning? And uh, in your opinion, how does it enhance the culture of the company? Yeah, we came here as a foreigners, right? Yes, <laughs> and yes. of, of course, we brought our understanding of culture, or the company culture and business conducting culture. Uh, and it's slightly different, I would say. Yes. And we were very cautious. And at the beginning, when you had like one, five, 10, 20 employees, you don't need a any type of special activities uh, to go through certification or something, uh, just because you, through yourself, right, through, the, through your behavior, you show what does it mean for your culture, how you behave, what, what, what is your uh, attitude to jobs, or how do you talk to people. But when the company grew to the size like of more than 50 people, then it became a challenge for me to understand everybody, to, to have some uh, contact with. And the company grew. I, I had, like, I received uh, much more, let's say, or took on myself much more responsibility. <laughs> I don't have so much time to communicate with people. Yeah. Uh, so I have a direct subordinate, but uh, we have right now in our central office more than 80 people, uh, in addition of more than 100 on warehouses for female centers. And uh, of course, we have a dedicated team of HR specialists, professionals, who try to convey our uh, culture to all the employees, even in distant locations. And I, I think that this type of activities, uh, like this certification, all the uh, activities inside of office uh, or outside uh, before the COVID, they're very important to keep the cohesion of the team. Correct, correct. Yeah, well said. Yeah. So definitely culture makes a huge difference for any organization. And I'm sure even that is what your interest in grooming the culture of your team has actually brought to uh, being recognized as the great places to work. That, that's nice. Yeah. So I want to add here. So it, it's, yes. it's nice. This certification is important. To, but what is more important is some, let's say, kind of uh, retention. Uh, we, yes. we, we hired a lot of uh, freshers and, you know, people, they are not satisfied, uh, especially young, they want to try, they are not satisfied with what they have and yes. they're leaving at some point of time the company. But what is pleasant, uh, like a lot of them, I would say a huge part of the guys who worked with us more than one year, they asked or joined us again. That's a good sign of the culture and not the banner of the Correct. place to work. 
correct excellent so people coming back to you after one year's time speaks a lot by itself yeah yes excellent so uh, in your opinion uh, alexander so what's your take on hiring candidates uh, without a formal education and uh, i think there is always a debate that's going on uh, around why education should be a roadblock uh, in hiring the right candidate so what's your opinion on that so my personal opinion i i hired on my own a lot of people in india okay. uh, i i i saw hundreds if not thousands uh, of cvs and yes. i actually don't know what these three letters abbreviation of university means okay. <laughs> in okay. india so for me i see some percentage which is like quite yes. weird for for me we we do not follow any percentage of success in back in ukraine you just have your set like certificate right i okay. i finished it so i actually didn't pay attention to this ever so sometimes i heard oh this guy from this like respective university Okay. I was not impressed by the these few letters writing CV. I always conducted interview um, like I do, right? And nothing uh, if you talk about the essence of or not the certification but the meaning of a formal education. Uh, of course, absolutely uneducated person should be some kind of brilliant uh person talented, but anyway, in order to implement um his ideas we we need some formal education with others right i i'm fine with diversity but it depends on the industry i i doubt the doctor will uh, doctor will not have uh, um formal education and be accepted in at a uh, hospital right right so good so in your opinion education is just an uh, a certificate for entry but what is more important is his uh, skill set his knowledge his culture his attitude these are all plays a major role for you I, I, of course so for example in our industry i will accept people without formal education if they educated themselves yes <laughs> through the yes. past experience or their own personal curve or like learning curve so i am fine with this absolutely excellent yeah yeah so that's that's one of uh, considering that okay skill is more important definitely yes so in your in your opinion uh, alexander uh, okay communication is the key for uh, any of the businesses right any business any organization so the way that we communicate matters a lot so uh, how do you ro- how do you overcome the communication barriers within the organization if at all there is anything and especially the way that the things have changed during this pandemic days so the way that organizations communicate has totally changed as it used to be the way uh, just before the pandemic days and uh, do you follow any specific practices to just keep the communication rolling in your organization so f- I-, i will take it a little bit wider since yes. i'm foreigner <laughs> and <Yes>. our culture <laughs> is absolutely different and yeah. i so english is not popular for example in in our You're country correct. so it's it's popular everybody wants to know it but, <laughs> but <laughs> it's uh, people no, don't no, communicate so in english yeah, yeah. No, no way no, no way you will meet a person who will communicate in usual life so this is a hurdle in communication a huge one right and this is another aspect of this is a cultural difference and what is important in this case communication is even more important in, in order to like find the points like uh, common points of contact and um, this is absolutely uh, important thing in this case but what covid brought to us it's a more like bigger distance right physical one uh, so what we try to do we try to uh, 
be cautious, but uh, come to the office on roster basis as any like as, as possible. We we came um, at any time, <clears throat> but you know anyway we've been blocked for months as well. The communication gap, let's say, which created by this distance, may be overcome again by even more communication. For example, uh, I have a meeting with uh, my subordinates every week. Uh, like it's a must. Uh, yes. We 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 meet with our team management team like weekly on weekly basis when we're in office. But when we went online, we start communicating not if every day, then the alternative day. The communication is not sort of like efficient through like screens. That's why we need to communicate a little bit more. Yes, yes. Yeah, do not hide. So it's very easy to forget, skip, and uh, do not talk when you are held by your home task. Which, like if, if, you, if you live with two kids, <laughs> right, right. and maybe parents as well right it's, it's not so easy uh, but uh, this is a must you have to talk to your colleagues your team your manager more often than usual okay okay great okay so um, so definitely we know that as a, a founder of the company there are multiple responsibilities a founder has to play multiple roles that he has to play depending on how the growth of the organization keeps on happening so uh, according to you, alexander so uh, is the responsibility of a founder or people manager in ensuring the uh, smooth flow of communication within the organization is uh, important You're right. There are a lot of responsibilities you can take on, right? Being on this position as a managing director, you have to choose yes. actually what you like excel at and you can bring the better value uh, for the company where and what to delegate. The communication is so important that uh, anyway, if you have uh, like a dedicated people to uh, communicate with people, you cannot yes. avoid uh, your role as a leader uh, and uh, deliver, let's say, communication, the culture of openness and transparency to, to people. So this is an uh, important thing. So at the beginning of the, comp uh, of the company, you are ev like everybody <laughs> and technical things as well has to be done like manually. But with time, um, with scale, you can automate a lot of things. You can hire professional accountants, right, to do a job Correct. for you. But you should not avoid the soft skills. And communication is okay. one of the most obvious. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, fine. So, you mean to say that, okay, even for the people managers also, you just make it a point to see that they, they are well uh, uh, trained on the communication so that they can pass on the required information to their subordinates in the right way what is actually required so that that avoids a lot of confusion moving forward. That's your opinion, right? <laughs> yes, thank you. Right, right. right. Summarizing this. So if you're talking about the, uh, the like career ladder, right? Um, it's one of the uh, purpose of um, this podcast to help in moving. So the higher you go, the less uh, important uh, your technical skills but soft yes. skills become only more like important important 
It's yes. every 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 step you you make. Correct. So people management skills is very important at every step that we just keep growing up the ladder. Of course. Yes. Yes. Thanks for that, Alexander. So, uh, Alexander, in the past one year, we have seen a lot of change in terms of how a company functions uh, and how the practices are changing in the last one year. Uh, did you observe a certain change in how your approach in hiring and how parameters have changed when hiring a new candidate in your organization? Yeah, changes are here. One of the most important, uh, again, is a lack of face-to-face communication with the candidates. Uh, for example, we would like to hire people from different cities, but in the pandemic, they're less um, like the free to move, right? Okay. They want to be close to their family. They're afraid of public transportation. So it, it means that uh, the pool of candidates uh, is lesser. Mm-hmm. And uh, the hiring uh, actually uh, is uh, like more risky because you cannot uh, feel in like through the screen the person. You you talk, you give the test, but only like when the person will come to the office, you will be sh- sure that he is or she is your person. Or Correct. it will take more time to understand all the screen. So it has its own implications. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, so in your opinion, at least for the kind of domain that you are in, so you mostly believe that a face-to-face uh, uh, meeting somebody for an interview is more viable than trying to just talk to them on online and then trying to interview them so that all the skills may not be in a position to be observed during the online interview is what your thought is. Nothing is impossible, but it's better to communicate face-to-face for sure. We are social uh, beings, right? Right, we, right? We like to see the emotions, to feel the vibes of the person. And over the screen, is, it's not so clear. Right, 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 right. So, so uh, well said, uh, Alexander. So to just make this short and being keeping the time in, in the mind, so we really thank you for taking out your time and then being a part of our podcast series. I'm very sure that this information, whatever we shared with you, Andre, I really uh, enjoyed talking to you in terms of the experience right from Ukraine coming to India and then the way that you are able to set up things successfully in India and the way that you had to just go through the kind of things that you've actually done within your organization to reach the level what you're in. And I'm sure that okay, most of our listeners will get a huge benefit out of it. Thank you so much for being a part of our show. And thank you all the uh, thank you and wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Alexander. Yeah, take care. Stay safe.